And we're live. This is uh, Chad with I Want to Know. Uh, we don't have Mark here today. He's uh, probably off driving around Alberta doing what he does for a living. I had the day off because uh, I had my son at the dentist today, so I booked the whole day so I could take care of him. And then a good buddy of mine, Dion Richmond, agreed to come do a podcast with me. I, uh, how's it going, Dion? It's good, thanks. Awesome. I enjoy talking to Dion because uh, he, he comes from a little bit of a rougher background, I would say similar to mine. Um, and he is really about self-awareness and self-change and growing. And so he does, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've done a lot of reading on like Eastern Buddhism. Yeah, I've uh, read a couple books on that. Um, I practice um, a little bit of meditation, yoga, stuff like that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, for anyone that uh, wants to know where Dion's from, he's lived in Canada most of his life. Uh, born in Scotland, so if I have to translate, I'll no, translate. No, no, no. <laughs> Everyone gets this wrong. Oh, okay, Good I was deal. born here. I, I'm Canadian by birth. Mom and dad's Canadian. Uh, Fort St. John, I was born. Um, but Fort St. John? Fort St. John. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, we left in a hurry. <laughs> As most people do. Yeah. So uh, born 71 up there, and then uh, dad was in the oil business, so we ended up uh, moving around a little bit, and we ended up in Scotland when I was young. Uh, I think it was nine, eight, I think, something like that. And you picked up the accent that quick. Uh, yeah. I guess when you're young, you're impressionable and whatnot. So You don't want to <laughs> look like the dumb Canadian over there, so you just start talking like they did? Honestly, it, uh, it caused a lot of problems uh, when I was a kid. Uh, just the language barrier because where we moved to, we were about seven miles outside Aberdeen and um, I couldn't understand them. I literally could not understand what the kids were telling me at school um, because <laughs> they had so much slang and whatnot. So um, I ended up fighting. Uh, I was in fights <laughs> all the time because I couldn't understand them. They would, uh, pardon the expression, they'd take the mickey out of you. Yeah. And I didn't know how to respond back to them. And the only thing I knew was how to throw a fist. Yeah. So I ended up doing that a lot, uh, which you can imagine caused a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And then you just eventually picked up the accent, trying to uh, yeah. fit in a little bit more. And it just came naturally. I just started talking weird. Yeah. And every time <laughs> I have more beer, as you know yourself, Chad, it gets uh, thicker. It, it and gets thicker, thicker and thicker. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it gets me a little trouble now, not with the fighting so much now, but with the girls. Yeah. They love this accent. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It, well, you're I'm, a super cute guy, too. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to change that, actually, if I keep getting hit. Um, yeah. But uh, the women seem to like it. They don't really get to know you. Right. They just like the accent. So okay. you'll hook up with some girl, you'll see her for a month or two, and then the next thing you know, they're not really interested in you. They just like the accent. That's like having a really pretty girlfriend sometimes that, you know, she's just really good to look at, but there's not a lot of substance there. So you're saying there's not a lot of substance. I'm saying with some girls, there's oh, okay. not a lot of substance. There's <laughs> a, I got a very beautiful wife, and she's uh, she's got a lot of substance. She's okay. a very bright girl. But you know what I mean. You get that yeah. eye candy, and they're just they're really cute and they don't put a lot of effort into their intellectual growth and yeah so that's what you are you're just the pretty I'm the pretty girl <laughs> I'm the pretty girl yeah that's what's happening beautiful so, yeah so I met Dion I was running a, a little ministry over a church called uh, Submit Self Defense and uh, what we would do is we'd do basic martial arts instructions a little bit of boxing a little bit of wrestling a little bit of uh, submissions um, and I was teaching it to the community for for free out of a church that we were at uh, it was a ton of fun we met amazing people 
um, ended up getting to some pretty serious sparring with some of the people inside there, which was always a lot of fun. But uh, I had a lady coming. I think that's how it went, right? Laura was coming Laura, yeah. first, and then you met her at yeah. a coffee shop. You must have attracted her with that brilliant accent. There you go again, right? <laughs> Get me in trouble. And uh, she invited him out, and then like it was in no time. We were we were friends and hanging out and watching fights. And I, I love that club chat. I, I swear, I, I, I hope at some point you can get that up and running again. I, I, I know we've discussed this before, but... Um, it, it was amazing. It, not just the exercise and, and whatnot, but the the spiritual side of it as well. The, the giving thanks at the end and whatnot, the yeah. gratitude. Yeah. It, that's amazing. And it, it, you go to clubs now and you'll learn how to spar and you'll learn how to fight and yeah. you'll get fit. But there's so many clubs that don't have that anymore. There's no spiritual side. There's um, even the respect side is, is lacking a lot. Yeah. So. The, I was just talking to... Uh, um, I won't say who it is. I was talking to a person recently, and they said they're one of the things that they're not very good at is gratitude. And uh, I think overall, people don't have enough gratitude. So if you live north of the equator, um, you're in the 1% of the world. So yeah. we're we're in the same group as the the Donald Trumps and the uh, Bezos and the uh, Elon Musks. We're in the one percent financially. Like yeah. we live a pretty fantastic life, and we hear a lot of complaining a lot of people miserable with where they're at and not to say they don't have the right there's bad things that go on this uh in our life but as jordan peterson says um he was talking about the uh the bible and the noah story and he goes the floods are coming everybody if you are living the floods are coming and so there there's times that things are going to be miserable and he's a little bit of a a cynic so the he basically thinks there's a little bit of happiness in amongst the chaos, I think, is a, a good definition. But I know that having a general gratitude for the people, the stuff, your job, that that in life is super, super beneficial. And that was one thing that we instituted or implemented at Submit was your, your cost of admission was tell us what you're gra- grateful for. Yeah. Right. Like the I don't think enough people spend time thinking about all the good things. All they're doing is thinking about the, the bad things yeah. and, or the, the things that are upsetting them, which you got to spend time on to fix. But you can't only think about no. the bad stuff. No. Um, yeah. When when I was at that club, there was um, a lot of things uh, that just made me more and more grateful. The more I saw things, there was a couple people at the club that had various things going on in their lives and again i'm not going to mention anyone but um there was one or two ladies that were there for reasons more to do with the self-defense and whatnot yeah you'll relate with uh, who i'm speaking about yeah we h- we had a couple of people in there that had bo- been through um assaults and abuse yeah. and stuff like that that exactly, they wanted yeah. They wanted to know that they had some form of defense should they ever be in that position yeah. again. So when, when I'm sitting here and uh, I'll see something on the media or whatever, you understand it and you, you know what's going on in the world, but you you know it's easy to get wrapped up in your own life yeah. and forget uh, about stuff like that. But when you meet someone and you become friends with them and then you see how it's affecting them, then it becomes very real. And then 
you can actually be more grateful that you don't have to deal with that stuff. Yeah. I feel. <laughs> well, and there's, as guys, we almost never have to deal with anything that women have to deal with, right? Like it's, well, when we go on a date, there's no risk of rape. There's no, no risk of abuse. There's, there's no, there, there, short of dating maybe Gabby Garcia or Chris Cyborg <laughs> or, or well, a professional well, MMA fighter, the likelihood of something happening to us that we don't want to happen is pretty minimal. Yeah, it, it's there. There's always that risk, even for guys, but it is minimal. Uh, and it's a roofie colada. And quite yeah. honestly, if, if some girl um, wanted to have sex with you or you were passing <laughs> on a couch, I don't know. I mean, I'm a married man. I'd be pretty upset. About yeah, it, yeah. that, but as a I'm single, single guy, it's not going to bug me too much. Yeah, <laughs> as I'm long as I wake up the next day, it's good. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of a headache, you're all good to go. Mm. So, yeah, you know what? There, there's a lot to be grateful for, and I don't think nearly enough people spend time thinking about that stuff. And, and it's, it's relevant, I believe it's relevant. Uh, you have some very, very uh, poor countries and whatnot, and when they wake up and they, they manage to get food to their kids that day, yeah. they're grateful for that. Yeah. And uh, when we wake up and we win $2,000 on the lottery, yeah. we're grateful for that. Yeah. Or hopefully we are. Yeah. So I think there's a relevance there. Yeah. Um, depending on uh, your lifestyle and where you are. But like you said, over here, I think uh, we're in the 1%. Oh, for sure. And it's like, very easy to forget to be grateful for stuff. You, you think about the houses we live in, the cars we drive, the safety of going out. Like, yeah. I, I'm not saying that we're 100% safe. I've got friends oh. that are police officers in Calgary and um, in the RCMP across Canada. And uh, it, it's it's not the... the it's not a perfectly safe world, but it's a pretty yeah. darn safe world. Like, how many times have we walked across Airdrie in the middle of the night and uh, <laughs> <laughs> never saw a person, never got... I mean, we're in semi-small town Canada, unlikely. But I've done the same thing in Vancouver and in uh, downtown Calgary. I've done it in... Uh, uh, Sydney, uh, you know, uh, Sydney, Australia. I didn't know you were over there. I spent a month in Australia. It was it was pretty fantastic. But, yeah, I, I can go there with almost no risk, you know. Yeah. I'm uh, pretty sure when I go to bed tonight, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to go work tomorrow. Right. And, and we should be um, thankful for that job, right? Yeah. Like, if it's not the job you want, we're in Canada. How many yeah. thousands of jobs are there available out there for people? If, if you're willing to be the guy that works, if you're willing to be the, the guy, the person that works <laughs> and puts their effort forward, you'll get that job yeah. and you'll grow in that position. Uh, I love what Jordan Peterson talks about when uh, he's like trying um, trying to encourage people to be their best every single day, do yeah. a little bit better. Uh, we talked about it at Submit at length on if you're doing martial arts and you got 1% better every time you trained, after 100 training sessions, you're going to be twice as good as you were 100 days ago. Like yeah. that, it, it, it's such a small incremental amount that you have to do to become massively better over a short period of time. Um, uh, right now I'm, I'm uh, fighting between this uh, um, improvement thing and balance thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I fully agree. If you can wake up and just f not so much fix, but improve yourself, improve your life, whatever you uh, 1% or just one little thing every day. Yeah. By the end of the year, you're a much better person or you're better off in some way. 100%. But how much are you going to put towards that and how much are you going to put towards uh, just chilling? Uh, like, 
I need to relax sometimes. Sometimes I got to turn that phone off. I got to just walk away from the laptop. I'm not doing my uh, emails for work. Like I need that downtime. I don't know why, but for some reason, I just can't do 110%, 110% of the time. Yeah. It burns me out. I, I don't, and I don't think that anyone should. Like we, it's almost like we're talking about. So before the podcast, I was telling uh, Dion about this new budgeting program that me and my wife are trying. We're, we're, we're good with money. We're not great with money, and we want to be great. And so we're implementing this new thing. But I think you have to budget everything. You have to budget your time, your money, um, your efforts at work. Like there's jobs that will want you there 70 hours a week. And if you want to work 70 hours a week, that's great. Go do that job. But I guarantee you, if you're giving them 70, they're going to want 71 yeah. and then 72. And you, you have to draw a line in the sand with everything. And so if you're spending every waking moment on um, self-improvement, you're reading, you're listening, you're doing whatever, you're never having time to actually absorb and um, do the process or you know implement that stuff. You're always learning. So, you know, yeah, taking an, uh, uh, an hour a day to shut off your phone and meditate, you know, lay on your yoga mat, get into a good stretch and uh, stay there, you know, or go through your routine, whatever it is. But just allowing your brain to rest, just allowing that stuff to absorb in and become a part of who you are so that you can actually implement it over the next little while. Yeah, yeah, I could see that definitely. Um, like I said, I'm struggling with it a little bit right now, especially with the workload from work and whatnot. Um, I asked you, you know, like I asked for a pay raise uh, yeah. last year actually, and uh, it hasn't come up yet. But part of that was part of the stipulation was uh, more um, more of a workload. I asked for goals and 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 tools to achieve them and whatnot, and uh, they've done that a nice. lot, like a lot. <laughs> But like Careful I said, what you ask for, right? yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So uh, I'm getting the tools and whatnot to get this all in place. But with that heavy workload, I'm up at four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Uh, I'm going to bed maybe 10. And if I'm lucky, I might read <laughs> two, two paragraphs and slap my face in the, myself in the face with a book or something, falling asleep. Yeah. yeah. Or I might check uh, Instagram or something. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's just finding that balance. And yeah. I don't quite have it under control just now. Yeah, and I think that changing, I had a, a buddy on the podcast a while ago, Rick Simon. It was a really good podcast if uh, anyone wants to look back in history. But um, one of the things is I don't, I don't find the time to read. And I, and, and I don't honestly enjoy it. Like there's very few books that I'll open up and I'll go, oh, this is amazing. I can't put it down. And it happens, but it's not, it, it's not the norm for me. And it takes up so much time. Yeah, you know, is. I'm not a, a a scholar by any means. So getting through a book is like we were talking about. <laughs> you're 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 googling words or yeah. checking the dictionary <laughs> and trying to figure this stuff out. But when I listen to stuff, I can squeeze in a lot in a day. And so I prefer to to get an audio book or a podcast and just have that playing all the time. And if I find something really important, then you know, pull the truck over or stop what I'm doing really listen to it, maybe make a note in my phone about what I want to dig into later, and then go on with your day again. But if I had to do that in a book, like I'm getting probably three, three and a half hours of podcasts in a day of a professional psychologist or yeah. of um, you know a financial wizard or whatever I happened to be listening to at the time, 
I wouldn't have three hours when I got home yeah. to, to get into that stuff, but I can get in little 15, 20-minute segments throughout the day yeah. of uh, someone um, feeding information into my brain that's changing my life. So really, back to that 1%, there's no excuse for not improving, yeah. right? There really isn't. Like, just... If the system you're working on now, we talk about this in business all the time, that if, uh, if you can't measure it, then you can't manage it. So you have to measure your time. You have to measure your finances. You have to measure your effort going forward. And if you see that there's something not going well in your life, like if it's, oh, you know, I, I don't have control of my money. Well, stop what you're doing. Read a book, listen to a podcast, implement something to help you do that thing, whatever it is. For yeah. us, we want to better our finances. So we found this Dave Ramsey thing that we're doing and uh, we're digging into it deep and we're buying in wholeheartedly um, because it's worked for, I think it's a couple million people that have done this and like the reviews are amazing. I'm going I'm to check that. I, I, you just showed me this uh, half an hour ago or something. Yeah, like yeah. I'm going to check this out. Yeah, and uh, we're, we're in a group where we all sit down and talk about it every week. We watch the video, we talk about how we're doing and what we're trying and it's, and it's fantastic. Um, and that's another another big part, I think, that people don't understand uh, um, with gratitude as well as the people in their life. That uh, be grateful for people. And if you don't have people, go find people to get in your life. You know, almost every church that I know has life groups where you can go and just be part of a group of people living life. Um, you know, join an organization. If you like remote control cars or, or whatever it is, be around people, talk to them, be open, be honest, and then you'll get that same feedback. That has been the changing element in my life is, is, uh, meeting new people and like being open with them and then them feeding into my life. And then you go, Oh, well, this person said this and it works really well for them. And if I try that, maybe it'll work really well for me. Well, it turns out people that are good at stuff, it's usually good for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, pretty much. So uh, I really, again, you know, we're, we're in the 1%. This is the easiest place in the world to do whatever the hell you want. It, yeah, if you open yourself up to it, there's a lot of opportunities oh, for, yeah. for all kinds of things. Um, I got to agree with that for sure. The uh, and the endless amount of information we can get. I mean, yeah, our library's free, there's not even a fee. They used to be 30 bucks a year, and they took that away. You can get as many books as you want if you got time, go read books. I gotta be, I love books, yeah, like you know, I, I love books. I've got uh, like four or five of them sitting around the house at all times, and uh, oh. There we go. I got it. I couldn't figure out where that sound was coming. Sorry, everybody. It's fixed now. So, um, yeah, I got four or five books sitting around, and uh, I joined that library, the the Airdrie Library there. Oh, God. Um, I don't know. Eight years ago, something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> but I've actually only been in that library maybe three or four times. Yeah. Normally, if I hear about a book or if one of my friends lend me a book or whatever, um, usually I'll just run out and buy that book. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just I like having my book. Uh, I and honestly, most of the books that I read, I'll uh, I'll put notes in them. Yeah. Uh, so all my books pretty much have personal notes in yeah. them, highlighted, scribbled yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do um, do you go back and reread books a lot? I I've got two books, self help books. You yeah. know me, right? 
um, and uh, they're uh, the most worn books you'll ever see. It's like <laughs> a, it's like one of those old library books. It, that's what it looks yeah. like. Um, there's a hundred notes on so many pages of it, and uh, yeah, I'll go back. Pro- I'll I probably read that same book about every two years, probably. Nice. And what I've had that book for what book is it? Uh, Choices. What's it called? I can't even remember the name of the title now. <laughs> you put me on the spot. <laughs> it's. Uh, um, it'll come back to me in a minute here. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, um, choice, choice. I can't believe I just ranted about it. And now I can't remember. Do you uh, do you ever read like just um, storybooks, nonfiction? Uh, I used to read uh, fictional books. Yeah, uh, sorry, fictional. Yeah, uh, like fight and fantasy books and stuff like that. And then uh, n- not anymore. Like that was years and years and years ago. Um, but now it's all. Uh, informative books, self-help books, um, just uh, a different sort of book altogether now. And yeah. when I was younger, I never used to even think about books like this at all. Yeah. Um, well, when you're younger, you think you know everything. I did. <laughs> I definitely, <laughs> definitely did. So uh, if you had to rate a uh, 25-year-old Dion compared to what a normal 25-year-old, where would you where would you put the 25-year-old Dion? You know, I try not to be too hard on myself, Chad. Yeah. Uh, I beat myself up for a lot of years for a lot of different reasons. You know most of them. And um, I would not rate myself very... I had confidence. That was a good thing I had. Yeah. I had endless amounts of confidence. <laughs> that I, I was unstoppable. Yeah. I thought I was unstoppable yeah. in, in when I was 25. And, uh, and that gave me a lot of benefits. Yeah. But it also made my life very difficult right. later on. Yeah. Um, when you have confidence in something that's not right or mm-hmm. not good, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes for a difficult life. Yeah. I uh, I look back on twenty five year old me or twenty year old me, and and I was party guy, hanging out with girls, doing yeah. whatever came, um, and it, and it was a lot of fun. And I don't, I honestly don't regret it at all. Like I look back on it, and go, well, it, it made me the person I am today. It helped yeah. me figure out certain things in life and uh, realize where I wanted to go. So I don't, I don't regret any of it at all. Um, but I was a retard. Like, yeah, I, I would, yeah, like. <laughs> I don't understand how I was even able to survive. Like it did, it, you look back and go, what, 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 "Why did I say that? Or why did I do that? Or why did I quit that job?" Chad, I've got friends that I went to school with, and um, uh, some of the choices I made back then, or even some of the choices I made ten years ago, um, I've lost those friends. Yeah. Uh, some of the other ones I still have, and they're they're great friends, and we talk all the time and stuff. They're still in Scotland, uh, but um, I don't know how I held on to them. I really don't, yeah, because I made so many bad choices, and I know I uh, I pissed them off a lot, like yeah. I really did. Uh, but somehow they saw through that roughness or whatever, yeah, and they knew. I, 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 even now, I know I've always had a good heart. I've I've never been malicious, right. Uh, although it might have seemed that way at, at times. Uh, so I think that might have helped uh, hold on to those friends. But uh, for the majority of it, I, I'll, I'm lost. Like, 
I would agree. I think that's how most people saw me. Like that guy's dumb as a brick, but he's got a good heart. So let's <laughs> let's talk to him. Let's uh let's see if we can guide him in the right direction. I've literally heard this from some of my friends. <laughs> I, I think that that uh yeah, a lot of my friends probably were thinking that same thing back in the day. That I even had girlfriends that were like, I, I'm sure that's what they were thinking. Like, well, maybe if we give him a year or two, he will get a little bit smarter and. I don't think it ever happened. Like it didn't. It wasn't until. So what? What? How did you change then? What? What happened? What was the pivot? Was it over time? You slowly changed. You became more awakened, or what Came woke. <laughs> woke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, it's 100% the people, right? So um, I could, I can actually go back in my timeline and see massive changes. So one of them was um, uh, a couple. I won't use their names, but I dated this girl in high school. And we stayed friends uh, after we stopped dating. We dated for like two and a half years, uh, broke up uh, after grade 12. And then um, a few years after that, she met a guy and got married. And then uh, I became really good friends with him as well. And at that point, um, they fed a lot into my life. They were they were just an amazing couple that that were... I don't know how to say it. Well, they they saw the trouble I was getting into. Like I was drinking a lot. I was fighting a lot. I was just hanging out with the wrong people. Um, and they were getting made ready to do a big move as a family. They had their first baby on the way. They had yeah. They had their first baby on the way. Uh, he got a promotion to go to Kelowna and take over uh, a division as a sales guy. Um, so they were moving as a family out of Surrey to Kelowna, and they literally came to me as a couple and said, "Jed, if you stay here, you're going to be." in a world of trouble. Like, we see the path that you're on. It's not going to be good. We want you to come. So this is my high school sweetheart and her husband with their new baby inviting me to come to Kelowna to live with them. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, friends like that. Yeah. Like, that's pretty... Like, they must have saw something in you because people don't generally go out of their way that much for somebody no. that they see is on a downward spiral or, or something like that. Right. So there's, you know, like yeah. there's something there that they know is good. Well, and why would her husband even give a shit about who I was as a person? Like the, I'm the ex that hung around and, you know, whatever. Um, it didn't make any sense at all, but they did it. And it made a big change in my life. I got to see um, a healthier family than I grew up in. Um, and so I lived with him for about a year and a half and then, uh, I got a girlfriend. So I went and moved out on my own to, to give them some space and me some space, still living in the same city, still hanging out with them all the time. I just that wasn't, Nicole? no, 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 this was, uh, and actually this is the second person that had one of the bigger influences on my life. Um, so that girlfriend, uh, um, she was a nursing student at the time. She's a, a nurse now, um, was an amazing person from an amazing family. And again, I'm sure she just thought, well, that guy's got a good heart. He's dumb as a brick, but he's got a good heart. And, you know, we have these long talks. And if I said something stupid, she's like, dude, that's stupid. Don't, 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 don't repeat that. You don't ever need. And you're like, oh, okay. And I listened to her um, because I liked her a lot. I loved her. She's a great person. Um, and those little things started, you know, changing my life. Um, we ended up breaking up. She broke up with me, and then I left uh, Cologne and came to Calgary, met some other awesome people, and eventually met my wife, uh, who my wife holds me accountable all the time that, uh, you know, she's not a bully, she's not mean, she's not uh, any of that stuff, 
but she 100% holds me accountable. And so when I met her, some big changes came in place. I started changing the way I spent money and the amount that I drank and, you know, all these things started just slowly come into line. And then we had our um, first kid, my daughter. That was a massive change to see that brand new baby in the hospital and go, oh, I got to I got to be a better person than this. That was massive for me. And then my son came along. And, and again, that's another big change. So all these little things over the years, just I went, I got to do better. And but it was all revolving around people. And had I not had these specific people in my life, I probably would have been a drunk on the uh, or uh, an addict on the streets of Vancouver. See, like my dad, like that, uh, that was the turning point for, uh, for him. He was an alcoholic, you know. And uh, it wasn't for himself that he changed. It was for me, my brother, and my mom. Yeah. That that meant so much to him. That's how he changed. For me, changing what I was doing when I was younger, it was very selfish. Like, yeah. I was losing friends. Uh, I, I wasn't good with finances. I was wrecking. I was self-sabotaging my own life. Yeah. And and eventually, I got sick of that. Yeah. And, and then I started looking into what was going on. And that yeah. took years you know yeah uh, so it was actually quite selfish the reasons that that i did it yeah whereas like you're saying yourself like y- your son was born your daughter was born and, yeah. and you had to do better for them yeah um, which also helped yourself anyways but it yeah. was more targeted towards them so uh, like and I, and I think whatever works works like uh, whatever the trigger is that makes you go Today's the day I don't want to do. Uh, uh, Jordan Peterson says this. He goes, pick one thing that you're doing that's so stupid and just don't do that one thing anymore. Like, you know, saying that I'm going to be a better person, that is a massive um, um, thing accomplishment. To, accomplishment to take is yeah. to go, well, what does that even mean? How do you define being a better person? But if you can say, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to blow money on, booze every single weekend just pick one thing i'm going to trade that for something better or even go smaller i'm going to stop um smoking and i'm going to do this instead so every time i want to smoke i'm going to read a book or every time i want to smoke i'm going to listen to a podcast or every time i'm going to i want to smoke i'm going to do push-ups till my arms hurt um you just take that one stupid thing and replace it with one good thing. Yeah. And then you see the effects of that, and you're going to go, oh, now I need to do the next stupid thing and change that to a good yeah. thing. And all of a sudden, there's not a lot of stupid things left anymore. And again, it's that and 1%. Pri- prioritize those stupid things. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prioritize yeah. them. Work on the, the one that's affecting your life the most. <laughs> that, that's right. Just yeah. stop doing the one stupid thing. He talks about um, uh, people that are, are liars. He's like, just stop saying the lie like stop being that that one thing if you don't know it's true or you're even uh skeptical that it's true don't say it yeah. just that's all you got to do is just keep your freaking mouth shut yeah. and don't say it and, and then it's all hard like it, changing yourself is hard you have to actually admit to yourself that there's something you don't like about yourself right and that's hard just that step itself yeah <laughs> and you know yourself like i go to therapy every uh, I don't know twice a month, whatever, and uh, you'll be working on one thing, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, they'll dig deeper, and and you'll dig deeper, and you find another thing, and another thing, and an- and just when you start feeling better and better and better about yourself, something else comes up. Right. But it, when you look at it, you say, okay, well, okay, let's fix this now. You know what I mean? Or I suppose that's not the right words, but 
uh, let's work on this now. Yeah. And then you start getting that looked after. Then you're starting to feel good again. And then you look at it and it's something else. There's always something else to improve on, I, I find. And I think there will be. And that's the difference between um, uh, successful human beings. And I don't mean financially or you know having the riches, but it's just being that good person is that you're never done. Like yeah. you, you're always going to gain more knowledge where you have to go, yep, this is one more thing I got to do now. And, but all those other things, like you think about the, the stupidest thing you used to do, how easy is it now not to do that stupid thing? Uh, yeah. It, uh, it, it's so much easier. Right. Yeah. And so those just become like breathing now. Um, and then when you get done stopping all the stupid stuff, you've got all this great stuff and then you take that one good thing that you're doing and you go, how can I make that better? So now it's not, I'm not doing anything stupid. I'm doing everything not stupid. Yeah. And then I'm going to take that not stupid thing and I'm going to make it 1% better. What would be great uh, if I could accomplish it is to uh, try and fix it before <laughs> it messes stuff up. Yeah. Like, like I said, I've lost great friends yeah. from some of the choices I've made. And uh, I wished I could have seen myself doing those things right. and stopped it before it came to that. Yeah. Before it could have. And I know like everyone tells you, don't live in regret. It's all a lesson, blah, blah. And it's, it, yeah, it is a lesson. If, if you take it as a lesson, it is. But it's cost a lot to learn that lesson. Right. It would be great if you could somehow not, if I could watch somebody else yeah. making mistakes that I'm, I see myself possibly doing yeah. and change it before that happens. Yeah. That's where I would want to be. Yeah. I'm not there yet. <laughs> no, and, and you know what? I, I think that, like you said, you can't beat ourselves up. We're always working on something new, and that's, that's where the, the end result is going to be great because you're always working on it, right? Um, I, I was just trying to think of a, I think it was a quote by Leonardo, um, the artist, not DiCaprio. Da Vinci. Da Vinci was talking about a piece of art is never done. It's just it's given up on. So if you're looking at a painting and and you're you know you're doing a painting or a sculpture, you just come to the point where I don't want to work on that anymore, and you put that aside. So you never actually reach perfection. No, I don't think you can, and that's what human beings are. Our pastor right now is in the middle of a series. I think it's called Church in the Wild. Sorry, Corey, if I got that wrong. Uh, I think that's what it's called. And, and the last sermon was about removing the masks. And I don't think it's as easy as just taking that personality mask off because you don't know who you really are when you grow up doing all these um, weird, crazy things. You know, you're... You act a certain way around certain people and a different way around other people. And I think everyone's guilty of doing this and trying to find who the real Chad is or who the real Dion is. That That's a lifetime <laughs> a goal. And, you know, there, I, I listen to a lot of um, Russell Brand as well. And right now he's stu studying theology and uh, I think psychology um, at the same time, trying to figure out who he is as a person. Mm. Um, and he's like, the one thing he realized, he had to do a 12-step program to get off drugs and alcohol and, and uh, I think gratuitous sex and, and all that kind of stuff. But he says that if you're not on a specific plan, like a 12-step a, a plan, 
You're going to follow whatever the world's plan is. You're just going to fall into that. It's like we're talking about their finances, right? You just you do it a certain way and go, oh, this is working pretty good. But if you find a better way to do it, just follow that plan and, and things will get way better. So that's what we're working on all the time. Like, do we actually sit down and meditate and think about this is the plan I want to be on. So there's Christianity, right? That's a plan. We're going to do things God's way. Or there's Buddhism. We're going to do things Buddha's way. Or there's the the world plan. The the go uh, with the flow. <laughs> go with the flow kind of thing, right? Yeah. But the flow, the river is going to take you wherever the hell it wants to take you. Instead of you being in a boat with a, a an oar and a rudder and picking the path that you're going on. And so, um, you know. I didn't have someone teach me that when I'm younger, and I'm learning it now. Am I late to the party? I probably am very late to the party. Am I good at uh, relationships? Well, I'm way better than I used to be. Am I good at finances? I'm way Chad, better than I used to be. you are one of the best people I know. <laughs> like, I take so much of your stuff, and then I'll Google what you tell me, and I'll look it up, and, and I tell don't you. Don't do that. Honestly, dude, <laughs> I, you give me some good advice a lot of the time. There's And, and, and it's not mine. Uh, I, I steal it from everybody else. Again. I don't care where you get it. <laughs> I hear it from you, and that's that's all that matters. I I, I get to hear it. <laughs> well, th- this is the joy of doing a podcast or listening to podcasts or having great people in your life is that you get this information. And you know, when I did submit, I think I'm an all right martial artist. When I started teaching, I became a little bit better than an all right martial artist. I could, uh, you're when you teach something or when you relay it to somebody, you have to really dig deep into what that is. And so, whether that's life or punching someone in the face, um, when you're trying to teach somebody every aspect of that punch or that submission or that takedown or how to do your finances or how to have a relationship, um, then you really look at yourself like, oh, you know what, I yelled at my wife last night and uh, it's no big deal, she seemed all right this morning. Well, it is a big deal. Like, why would you ever think doing something like that is okay? And so many people do because it's accepted, right? We do bad things to people and they just stay quiet. They don't. Uh, they don't call us out. They don't hold us accountable for it. Um, I didn't yell at my wife last night, and she would definitely. I was hold shocked. Me. Actually, I was thinking about that, and yeah. I'm looking at you. I'm thinking, did you actually <laughs> shout at Nicole? <laughs> yeah. And then we 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 have fights for sure. We have disagreements, and sometimes they're not pretty. But we always come back and apologize and make it right. We we never. Um, we're always accountable for our words and we always hold our kids accountable for their words and for their actions. And at least if they have accountability, they're going to make better decisions. Cause it's a great tool. Accountability. I, I'm getting more and more and more into accountability. It yeah. really is a fantastic, uh, yourself making yourself accountable yeah. and making other people accountable. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a powerful tool. I think you got to be very careful with the other people thing because we can't actually hold them accountable for them. They have to be accountable to themselves. We can say, we're not going to take that from you anymore. Yeah. Right? That That's okay. But that's holding them accountable. If they want to be associated you, with you or in your life in some way and they're doing something that's not acceptable. Yeah. And you relay that to them and say, okay, well, if you continue doing whatever you're doing, yeah, uh, you're no longer in my circle. Yeah, that's accountability right there. Yeah, but so, you have to be willing to have them out of your circle. Yeah, right. And so that that I think is a tough one for people. But when you hold yourself accountable first, that um, those decisions make easier. Like I'm gonna do what's right for me. 
Like I'm going to do only the stuff that is helpful and beneficial to me, right? Yeah. So getting abused or getting yelled at or getting treated like crap, it's not good for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to do that anymore. I can't stop that person from doing it, but I can take myself out of that situation yeah. and go, I'm not going to. Yeah, I see what you mean. Right? And they may find accountability in that and they may not and it shouldn't matter at all. Right, they, that 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 is who it is. You know, the asshole Dion that that lost the friends. Um, they they walked away. They're okay with it, right? Yeah. And it didn't really make you accountable. But now, years later, you can look back on it and go, um, "Oh yeah, that wasn't so good. I get why they left." Yeah. Right. I, I think the the it has to start with a self accountability first. Like, if someone I, I say this all the time. Uh, some friends of mine, if, if something is going really sideways in my house, if everybody's fighting or no one's getting along or, you know, people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, the very first thing I do is like, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, as a dad, as a husband, as the leader of our household, why has my kingdom diminished to whatever it's at? And then I start with my attitude first, and all of a sudden it changes. I don't have to get mad. I don't have to yell. I don't have to be bossy guy. So it is mostly you then. Most of the time, <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm going to hold myself accountable for what's going on first. Um, my, my wife called me out last night. We were at a, a group meeting, and uh, we were talking about going to church and, and what that was like. And when we first went to church and listening to the, the sermons, my first thought was, I sure hope my wife is listening to this. Because I just <laughs> I was placing it all on her, right? <laughs> and uh, uh, when I realized that um, I had much more power than I was giving myself credit for to make things good or to make things bad, then um, that changes the world dramatically around you. Where um, you know, even as a sales guy, if I go into a house and I'm really paying attention to my customer and it's not going well, I have to go. Why are my words not working? Yeah. And I have to change my words so that they understand what I'm saying, that they're re-engaged with me, they're listening to me, right? And it's the same thing in everyday life. Yeah, you can come home and you can yell at your wife and call her names and walk off the bed and then get up in the morning. She doesn't say nothing. Well, you're just going to keep doing that damn stuff mm-hmm. every damn day because there's no accountability for it. Mm-hmm. But first, take accountability for yourself. Do you like I had a friend getting a big fight with his wife. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was talking about what led him to yelling. But I'm like, you're just mad about yelling at your wife. You don't like making her cry. You don't like making her feel bad. So stop doing that first. Yeah. So no matter what's going on, whatever the disagreement is, just stop making her feel bad. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And then uh, all some things got better. He went in and he apologized. He said, I'm going to try not to yell anymore. Say the stuff that you want to do. Write it down. Make that goal list. Do I want to stop yelling. So uh, <clears throat> I, I'm wondering if, uh, if I was just out in the dark when mm-hmm. I was in my 20s, in my 30s even, uh, if I was just out of the picture. Because I, I, back then, I don't remember anyone ever saying accountability or um, self-help or I don't remember any of these things and I don't know if it was me just being me thinking I own the whole world <laughs> or or if this is something that people are just being uh, more aware of now yeah. it, like did you find was it always out there for us and we we just <laughs> turned a blind eye or, or well you yeah. know I, I think it probably has always been out there there's always been great pastors and motivational speakers and and mentors and community leaders that you can learn from. There's always been. Yeah, there's always been people to learn from, 
but uh, and no, I didn't used to always learn from them. However, uh, like all these self help books, I'm yeah. presuming that it, like if I Googled it, there's probably a, a million of these books. No, I'm uh, sure they've been back coming to the out 70s from the or 60s or whatever. But yeah. <clears throat> I, I never ever remember seeing any of that, and I used to. I used to hate myself for some of the stuff I did. Yeah. And uh, I don't ever remember seeing any sort of help like that. Like I said, it wasn't until I started losing really close people to me yeah. that I really searched for an answer. So I don't know if it was always out there and I, I just didn't have the help. or Yeah, I sort of got called out by a lady on our podcast a while ago, uh, Jody Giles. Um, where she said that, uh, I said the same thing, like, I really wish I had this information when I was 18 or when I was 20. And she goes, well, the truth of the matter was, if someone sat you down and told you what you know now to 18-year-old, you, would you have listened? And I went, not a chance. Eh, not going to happen. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing. We just, we were in that place for a reason. And now we know it. Maybe, I think that, uh, so it, to bring it back to a fighting um, analogy, is that when you throw the jab so many times or you get punched by the jab so many times, um, you just recognize the movement coming in. So eventually you come to the part where when they move, you go, oh, that's a jab. And you just slide slightly out of the way, right? You just know it inside and out. We're that same way with those bad personalities. We know who we were back then. We know what that person is like. So when we run into a person like that, we absolutely know that. And how many adults do we know now that can't pick out the bad people in the crowd or can't see the abusive people out there? And we watch them get into relationships and we're like, oh, that's going to go really sideways because that girl's a psycho. <laughs> but they don't see it. Yeah. But we live that. We know it. We know it as well as we know a jab or a straight right. We know it as well as we know what a takedown looks like. We know it. And so maybe that was the benefit that, you know, my daughter meets some guy that I'm like, oh, I got to go bust that guy's head because he's going to do something bad. I don't know. Not that I'm going to go beat up some young kid. kid. <laughs> 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 Although, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> yeah. to Toby Keith, uh, the country singer, has three daughters. And uh, he, they, an interviewer asked him one time how he's dealing with they were getting to a dating age. He goes, well, I just went out. I found a young man. I killed it, killed him, and the word got out. So no one wanted to date my daughters. <laughs> and I was like, that's a really good plan. I wonder how I... Uh, I got a buddy back in Scotland, uh, and uh, I ask him for pictures of the family all the time because I, I don't get back home very often. And uh, he'll send pictures, send pictures. And then he sent me one, and he says, I'm going to have to buy a gun soon. Because <laughs> his daughter, I think she's just turned 13. Yeah. And I, I guess that's kind of the age you see. I can't remember when I started like seeing girls and stuff. It must have been around that age. I was a bit of a late bloomer, actually. I was but I, I think nowadays 13 is around about that age. I don't know. Yeah, my, my daughter's 13, and I ask her all the time. Like, so she'll phone me and go, oh, can I not take the bus home tonight? Can I go hang out at the, the rec center? Can I go hang out at the library? I'm like, yeah. That's fine. I'll come pick you up in an hour or whatever. And when I get back to town and um, I'll come uh, pick her up. And I'm like, so how many boys were hanging out? And she's like, none. It was just me and my friend. And I went, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> at uh, the whole at the rec center. At the rec center. Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> not that I don't trust her. I do. She's she's a really good kid. Um, but she's also a really cute kid. Yeah. Right. There's going to be trouble. <laughs> there's, uh, well, there better not be trouble. <laughs> I guarantee you I can bring way more trouble than a teenage boy can. <laughs> I see some of the stories you told me about the kids uh, at school and, and how they, uh, 
resolve the issues. There's a couple. I don't know if I can mention them or not, but um, I, you know, I, I got faith in your kids. I, I yeah. think they're going to be okay. <laughs> well, we could tell that story. My uh, my daughter had a really good friend that uh, at 13 went on a date, and uh, the boy was not a bad kid. He just, you know, he basically said that it wasn't worth his time to date this girl. Mm. And my daughter got word of that and lost her mind. <laughs> she was so upset at this boy for the way he spoke about this this girl that he dated, her friend, that uh, she basically wrote him a text telling him to go fuck himself and ride his scooter into traffic. <laughs> and... Uh, um, she let me know that she did it, and I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> what the, like, where did that come from? And uh, so she thought on it for a night, and then she texted the boy and apologized. She texted the boy's mom and apologized. And then uh, either way, the, the office had been alerted to um, her threats or her, her bad attitude, and she, she got called into the office. Um, and she went in and apologized for that. She took total accountability for her words. She understood why she did it. She she said, I'm really sorry. I was so mad at that boy for what he said, basically discounting my friend that uh, I spoke out of turn. I was really upset, and that's what I said. Mm-hmm. And she basically said, I'm not going to do that again. I understand how the emotion came over me. And so I was really proud. Like, <laughs> I get there's going to be people out there. Even my wife gets mad at me for, like, <laughs> If my kids swear, I don't care. It's just a word. Yeah. <laughs> like it's what your intent is. Yeah. You know, I wasn't very happy she told the kid to ride a scooter into traffic. Telling him to go fuck himself. I get that though. <laughs> yeah. You know, I uh, intent, it's a huge thing. Like the intent behind something. It is. And and she her intent was she was legitimately hurt for the for her friend. Yeah. And so she lashed out. And I know what that's like, you know. Because she used a swear word, is she going to get in trouble? No. I, yeah. I, I, I get it. I swear that it comes out. It's not my favorite words to use, but it comes out. If anyone listened to my last podcast, a bunch of them came out. Um, that's not my normal everyday life, but there's times when the words are okay. The words are fine. The you know the, the swear words, they are what they are. So, yeah, I'm... I'm sure there's parents out there going, you can never let your kids swear. You shouldn't be. Maybe it's right. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. But especially, I, I get it. Like, uh, especially with a Christian background and whatnot, uh, some people get upset about it. But like, I, I'm on the same note. Like, yeah. yeah. If somebody drops the F-bomb or whatever, what's the d- intent behind it? Right. Yeah. You know, when she looked at me and said, fuck you, dad. I'd be <laughs> like, oh, all right. Now I got to deal with this. Yeah. But it's never happened. Yeah. The couple times that she has sworn in front of me, it's actually been pretty stinking funny. Like it's it's in good context. <laughs> yeah, so don't it, get me wrong. I'm not gonna go into you know the mall and do a training session or something like that and uh, drop f bombs right. uh, with the management there. That's it's, right. <laughs> there's a time and a place to think. Yeah, I don't swear in front of my customers. I don't swear in front of my guys at work. I, you know, but the, there's when times Shane catches you with a left hook, you might swear though. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we uh, we're we're trying really hard right now. Uh, Dion's talking about a friend of ours who's in the Calgary Police Services, and we 
used to spar with him, and he's this top ex pro boxer, and he's, he's a like beast, six two, two ninety, hands like a middleweight. Uh, yeah, we we got hit by him a lot. <laughs> I don't know if that would be considered. I uh, never got hit a lot. He only hit me once or twice. That oh, was that was enough. Yeah. <laughs> he, he hit me a lot, uh, so I don't know if I should be coming after CPS for abuse or. <laughs> but anyways, I um, uh, my son is friends uh, with this kid, and his dad is in the CPS as well. So um, I met him. I'm not going to mention names because we're trying to get him on the podcast and he has to go through his higher ups. This guy is amazing though. Like he comes from a military background first. He was a sniper for years um, in Iraq and like crazy, crazy stuff this guy's done. And now he's a CPS officer. So he's got amazing stories. He's well read, super, super nice guy. He's got a great attitude, like an amazing attitude. And so I spent like... I was supposed to be picking up Eric and bringing him home after the trade show on the weekend and ended up spending almost two hours sitting in an arcade talking to this to this dad. He was great. So we're trying to get him on the podcast. Um, but CPS... I've got to make more time to hear these podcasts. Like, these are interesting people. Yeah. The, you know what? We're, we're really lucky. We have um, uh, Jim Marland, a uh, psychologist, that I'm going to drive up and see him uh, on October 6th and record a podcast with him. Our mayor of our town, um, uh, Mayor Peter Brown, has agreed to come on the podcast, and he's a, uh, I've met him a couple of times. He's a really I've interesting met him once or twice at the um, Airdrie Food Bank there when they do the, the runs there, the yeah, Airdrie, uh, yeah. Food Bank runs. Uh, I, I said hi to him a couple of times. He, he's a pretty neat guy, too. I, I he's got so. some good stories. I would imagine. And uh, I'm not well-versed in politics, so I'm really looking forward mm-hmm. to kind of digging into what local politics and how it's set up and and trying to to know that stuff um because i'm not well versed and i is a 45 I want to know <laughs> yeah i want to know as a 45 year old i think i should know more about politics how old are you? 45 uh, yeah we're the same age yeah, yeah. you're when's your birthday uh february the 11th yeah mine's november 4th so oh, yeah. you were only a couple months apart i was yeah. born in 72 you were 71 yeah yeah you'll be 46 you are 46 now. i'm 46 yeah and i'll be 46 in a couple months Right? October. Yeah. In a month and a bit. Yeah. Oh, God, that's bad. Fine, eh? oh, yeah, I know. Sorry, I had a little... Math on air. <laughs> <laughs> getting old, man. Getting old. And it's funny. I was just at the... Can I plug things here? Am I allowed uh, to yeah, plug? Totally so good. I was at White Collar uh, Boxing there the other night. Sorry to cut you off, but I definitely... Um, White Collar Boxing is a really awesome organization. Um, they do like a cardio boxing yeah. set up there. And the uh, founder of it, um, Cody, Cody Thompson, Thompson uh, is a really amazing guy, a good boxer, a great athlete. Um, he has some really interesting stuff. And I actually haven't even talked to him he yet about the podcast. He is rough around the edges. That's like, okay. He is rough around the edges yeah. a lot. But that guy, uh, he gets people's backs up a little bit. Yeah. But that man has a heart of gold. He honestly does. And he's smart. And he is a clever man. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, I haven't even put the invite out to him yet. I've got a list and get that dude on here. Yeah. Seriously. Well, put the put the bug in his ear. I'll talk to him. Yeah. Uh, and I'll uh, we'll bring him on. He does this uh, program that it. I don't know how far he's gone with it, but he's trying to do baseline. Uh, analysis uh, for concussions. So if you get hit in the head and they don't know who you were before you got hit in the head, it's pretty tough to tell who you are after you got hit in the head. So what he's trying to do is implement this, uh, um, and I'm not even sure if it's a 
I think it's a cognitive test yep, that they do, it is, yep. uh, where we test all of our kids, uh, maybe grade six, grade seven, grade eight, or maybe it's yearly that we test them so we can figure out a baseline. So once they get into sports, we can understand if they're actually damaging their brain in that yep. sport, which I think is absolutely He enforces brilliant. it when you do the, the, um, the charity event, which... Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to run it again this year or not. Yeah. It takes a lot of what, time. Uh, what's the organization again? Uh, Airdrie Oilman's Association. That's right. So they raise money for the... Uh, or Airdrie Food Bank, the Fire Brigade. There's there's a bunch of charities. There's awesome. like six charities involved in that. Yeah. And uh, he enforces that cognitive test before you go in. Nice. Uh, because a lot of it, originally, it's oil versus law. So they get a bunch of white-collar workers, and they get a bunch of uh, enforcement agencies. And yeah. Whatnot. Paramedics, police officers, yeah. firefighters. Uh, most of them have probably never fought or even made a fist before in their life. Yeah. Uh, so you can imagine. You get people like that going in the ring and doing three rounds of contact sport uh the, the concussions could be kind of high yeah so he enforces that concussion test it's brilliant i think it's awesome we had a pro boxer on here a couple of weeks ago jason parks and his wife candace came on and um uh they made a decision as a couple that he wasn't going to box anymore because mm. there was evidence of the damage that he had sustained yeah. um which you know how hard it is to step away from fighting like yeah. that that is the I think the funnest thing you can do as a human being is to, Socrates says it best. He goes, uh, what a shame it is to live your entire life and not know the limitations of your body. And what better way to test the limitations than have some guy. I love it, Chad. You know, I've talked about this so much. I, I, I'm not the I'm not great by any means. No, but I love it. Yeah. Um, Dion likes to defend punches with his face. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I caught a lot of them with this pretty mitt. Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, I've described it before. Yeah. I get in there, and uh, you don't worry about your family. You don't worry about bills. There's nothing else on your mind apart from that guy that's a foot and a half away from you trying to put you on your ass. Yeah. That's all you can focus on. And it's very relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> Even the training, the same thing, yep. like working on those drills yep. and, and crisping up that jab yep. and working on the slip and the footwork. Yep. And it, it's the uh, focus. The it's, it's a type of meditation. It's, it's my type of meditation. Yeah. 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 I, uh, and we were talking about before the podcast that, uh, uh, we're in a place now where I used to go to the gym with my wife. Uh, we'd probably go three, four times a week. We would head, push weights, do a little bit of running cardio and stuff like that. But my wife has changed her job and now she's not available at night to do that anymore so i'm like what am i gonna do and i'm jitsu uh, Jitsu. yeah (laughs) do do i go find a club to train jujitsu at do i go boxing again or kickboxing and um i'm seriously thinking about yoga because i really really enjoy yoga um we've been doing uh flow yoga a little bit once or twice a week I found that it's a physical workout. The first the first workout that I did, um, when you really focus on the positions, you're gaining a crazy amount of strength by doing yeah. that. Like to hold, I don't even know what they're called. I'm so unversed in it. But <laughs> like when you got your one foot on your knee and you're standing uh, like a tree, like yeah. the, the karate kid pose. Um, that takes <laughs> I like a, that. I'm going to use that one, the karate yeah, kid pose. Yeah, like that. that takes a lot of strength to stand there and be still and balanced in that position, right? Even downward dog. Try to do downward dog for a minute. 
Yeah. Like your arms are going to be rubber after that. Maybe I'm just a fat old man and can't do shit. Yeah, <laughs> you're not that fat, Jack. <laughs> I think you're down. You must be like what? Uh, I don't know, like one eighty four seven this 20- morning. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, I was. A, I don't think the listeners know, but I was two oh eight a couple months ago, and uh, I've got a, a long term goal of being a healthy, fit grandfather. I want to be the guy that shows up after school and runs the grandkids and helps out and you know takes some skiing and. Kickboxing. That's that where stuff. we were going with this conversation originally. Right. Uh, white collar boxing. I was. I was. Sorry, yeah, I was I there. Cut you off. Yeah. So uh, one of the ladies uh, paid me a really nice compliment and said, "Oh yeah, you look like you're 38." And I don't. Nice. And I've heard this a few times. Yeah. But like I says, Chad, that gets me in a lot of trouble <laughs> because then I start acting like I'm 38. Right. And you know, I the wisdom up, goes right out then, the window. And then I start dating these 35 year olds and yeah. whatnot, and that just never works out good. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say it never works. It just hasn't worked out good for you yet. Not yet. No. I I think there's somebody out there. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, <laughs> you will there be a picture of Dion later on when we post this um, podcast. He's single. You can message us on uh, the I Want to Know. Um, uh, website or social media. That's why you got me on here, isn't it? Yeah, trying we're to trying, to, trying to find you a good <laughs> wife, uh, or at least a good girlfriend. I guess you don't have to have a wife. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I was burnt a couple times. I burnt myself a couple times. I'm yeah. not sure if I'm going to head that way again or not. Anyway. That's a good way to put it. I had uh, a neighbor here in Airdrie, and his uh, his wife was, um, she cheated on him with a contractor they had working on their house. And uh, her dad was over with his son-in-law trying to finish up the renovations. And they knew I was a renovator at the time. And so they came down to talk to me. So it was me, the the husband, and his father-in-law, the, the ladies that she just dead. I don't know. They're making I'm this confused, really but confusing. carry on. <laughs> and uh, uh, we were talking about the whole situation. He was very open about it. I'm just like, yeah, dude, like, that sucks. I'm really sorry that that happened to you. And, and this went down. And he, this is literally like probably a week and a half after he found out his wife has been sleeping with this contractor. He, he was aware enough that he knew it wasn't all her fault. And he didn't take the blame away from her, but he he literally said to me, it's not all her fault. I could have been a way better husband. And he's like, holy shit. Like, That's pretty amazing. After a week and a half, you at said? At the most, uh, I can only imagine the most painful time in your life that you find out that your wife is getting boned by some uh, contractor, that you go, oh, this is partly my fault. Yeah. How, how... That's a pretty enlightened guy. Uh, that that's it, right? I just I was blown away. And actually, we talk about people in our lives. I knew that guy for twenty five minutes. That, maybe. that step there took me probably about fifteen years. Right. Probably maybe a little bit more. Yeah. And how much better would his life have been if he had judged himself with that same ruler six months before or a year before? Yeah. Right. That's that's. You were saying that earlier. If yeah. only I'd known. Yeah. Well, we always know, but are we actually even challenging ourselves? Right? Like, yeah. When you say something that's mean, you know it's mean. You know why it's mean. You know, we always know, but we just make the decision to go, eh, they'll get over it. Or I don't care. Or, you know, I had the right to do this. Mm. Well, we never do. And we yeah. know we don't. I like that. Yeah, measure yourself with the same ruler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's a hard life. There's a lot that we have to do to be good at life. And again, 
I know we're the 1%. Like, how stupid is that? This is so hard. I got to get up in the it's morning like I said and drive though. my new truck to work. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there is a relevance there. Yes. Uh, we woke up to this world. Right. Uh, we weren't starving when we were kids, hopefully. No. Um, although there was some hard times, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, so you, you get used to that. Right. Uh, and that's where I think gratitude comes into it. We mentioned before. Um, if if you can realize that and then and then show gratitude or be thankful, yeah, then I think that's um, a, a better way to be. Yeah, because not everyone can wake up and just have a safe home to grow up in or food on the table every night. Right, not everyone has that. Yeah, and uh, this is another thing that Peterson said that that blew my mind. I had never thought about it. So this is how dumb Chad was compared to who he is now was that uh, to have nothing and get something is nearly impossible. But to have something and turning it into something bigger is really, really easy. And that's where we are. We're the 1%. We always have something, right? There's, if you were born in Ethiopia in the 80s, you had nothing, yeah. right? Like that was that was not a good place to be in. And there's there's many places over over time when people were born with nothing, yeah. and those people turned it into something. Some of them did. They they changed their life. They moved on. They did greater things. And whether it was luck or hard work, whatever it was, they took nothing and turned it into something, which is nearly impossible. Yeah. And here we are, born with. Not just something. We were born with a lot, yeah. right? We had parents with jobs and houses and, you know, how many t- nights did you have to sleep on the streets mm-hmm. as a kid? It never happened to me. I've done it, but it wasn't well, was I had to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made that happen to myself. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I've had a couple <laughs> of rough nights, but, uh, yeah, that that uh, it's all self-imposed yeah. Um uh, mis- misery, I guess, that uh, we have so much. And to say that we can't do it or it's hard, well, you're just not putting the effort in. I, I really believe that's true, that, um, you know what, your library's free. Go get a book. Educate yeah. yourself. Be yeah. better. You know, podcasts are free. How many yeah. millions of podcasts are there out there? Like I said before, Chad, like uh, you and I have talked about it, like uh, I'm new to this podcast thing. I never yeah. I, I never listened to podcasts and podcasts. Uh, casts until I actually met you and uh, they are a wealth of no- if you pick the right ones right. they are a wealth of knowledge yeah. like uh, if you actually want to learn something there's there's a podcast out there for you yeah well, I don't care what it is I'm sure there's a podcast for it well and like you were saying you doing a hundred percent self-improvement is difficult now yeah. you can go listen to a comic tell dick and fart jokes for hours on a podcast too. hey you can get some good information out of that <laughs> you can yeah well, one of my favorite podcasts actually I haven't listened to it in a couple of months is the Joe Rogan experience yeah. because of the type of people he brings on there you know you can listen to him and Ari Safir literally tell dick and fart jokes for an hour or or three hours and then or you can listen to Jordan Peterson or Brett Weinstein or uh, Rhonda Patrick and these are like the people that are probably the smartest some of the smartest people in the world right that are are digging into psychology and biology and and stuff that can make you a better person so don't get offended don't get offended by the way some people portray things. Just listen, <laughs> get past all the swear words. <laughs> or, um, for anyone who doesn't like swear words, definitely don't listen to our last podcast. I don't know how it went off the rails so bad. but Who did you have last time? Sean came on. 
Oh, really? Our buddy Sean, okay, Dion yeah. and Sean are friends as well. So, um, and uh, he was panicking. He he's like, "Can we pull that podcast down?" I'm like, "I don't know why." Because he where did did it go to some bad place? Oh yeah yeah, yeah. never mind. Okay. Yeah, so okay. he he's uh, he's in a difficult position right now. Was afraid he said something that he shouldn't have said, and I don't think he did. He's uh, he's actually quite a respectful guy. Uh, yeah, he's a is an excellent dad. Um, he's a good friend. Uh, he's a smart guy. I have a lot of time for him. Actually, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah, I, like I enjoy hanging out with him as well. Um, yeah. We're stuck on uh, self-improvement here, it seems like, in this podcast. So where's, uh, um, let's try to uh, tell some single girls what you're, what you're, <laughs> let's, let's get Dion. Why is everyone trying to hook me up? What, what's going on here? I, I don't know. It's fun. <laughs> I'm happy. We, we, we had another mutual friend on here a few months ago, and we did a uh, whole, what's it like to be a 30-something-year-old uh, girl in the dating world. So what's it like being a 46-year-old guy, um, single? Oh, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble now. Um, it, Choose your words carefully. Oh, you will I, be held accountable. Dude, I tell you, it's horrible. Absolutely horrible. I, I, I got a heart of an 18-year-old. I've got the <laughs> mind of maybe a 20-year-old. <laughs> and honestly, Chad, like, I've uh, I've been on one or two dates uh and I just don't want to be with these older ladies. The, my age. Yeah. My age. I, I'm yeah. sorry. They have different priorities from what I've got. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think that that stems around the self-improvement, though? Like, I, I have, I know a lot of people our age, and they're, you know, they're overweight, they don't eat well, they're on medications, they're, you know, high blood pressure or diabetes or whatever. Like, it just seems like, I don't want to say they've given up on life, but they're not putting their full effort into life. I think people, um, some of the people I've met, they've changed their priorities. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're more focused on uh, starting a family. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of confusing. I find it confusing, I should say. They want to start families and they want to focus on uh, their careers. These aren't bad things at all. No. But uh, that's just not me. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I've got two kids right now. Uh, <laughs> not the best they're of relationships with them. They're, but they're adults. And they're adults. Yeah. yeah. And um, I just, I, I don't see myself wanting more kids. Yeah. So, so when you, have that sort of thing going on. Uh, I'm 46, 47, 46, okay, 46. Then I, uh, I don't want to be starting a family now. Yeah. I don't want to be a 50 something year old, uh, dad yeah. looking after a 15 year old kid or whatever. Yeah. Uh, my math. That's is bad math. That'd be a five year old kid. Five, whatever. <laughs> so when he's 15, how old am I? You're going to be, uh, almost 60. Okay. Do I really? Because I know what I was like when I was 15. Yeah. And if my kid was like that and I'm 60, I'll put a gun in my mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I just don't want to be dealing with that. Yeah. So when you uh, take a lady for a date or whatever, and I tell you, Chad, uh, people nowadays, when, remember when we were kids and you dated someone, you met them, you'd hang out with them, you became friends with them, and there was a little bit of time there. I don't know. That's how I worked. Yeah. Now... It's like you go on one of these sites, uh, they say hi, they don't text, they just say hi, and the next thing you know is that night, or within a week anyways, they want to 
go on a date and you better be ready for sex because yeah. <laughs> that's what's happening. Basically, that's what's going on. So uh, that's just not me. Yeah, I do not do that. Yeah, uh, I can't. I, I don't enjoy it. So on the other hand, you you would rather be friends with somebody than uh, than just have a the quick sexual relationship. Definitely. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. And then on the other hand, uh, like you said yourself, they're like I, I try to keep pretty fit and whatnot, and uh, I've got a young heart in me, and and uh, I like living life, I like enjoying myself. Um, I'm not as gung ho as I used to be, but still. Uh, so I just find <laughs> I don't know if this is good or bad. I find the the younger thirty five year olds and whatnot more interesting. Yeah. Um, but again. There's a lot to go. Either on. have little kids or they're still waiting to have kids. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the ladies are piecing this together now. Uh, I could well imagine. She, <laughs> he's looking for a career oriented lady that uh, doesn't have little ones running around. Yeah. So uh, young at heart, self improvement. Yeah, willing to go out. I a buddy of mine got uh, he he had a kid and ended up um, getting a divorce and ended up marrying a, a younger girl. And she was happy with what he had, and super. So it's out there. There, there's a girl out there. Oh, I'm sure. There is, yep. Yeah. And uh, send your pictures to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't know. believe he done this. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is Chad asked me before. He says, "Was there anything uh, off bounds?" And, yeah. and we always ask our guests if there's anything we're not allowed to talk about. Uh, and I said to him, "I says, no, no, everything's everything's good." Now I'm kind of, yeah. I don't know. See, <laughs> that's that's the key of bringing people on that haven't been on podcasts before they don't know where i'm gonna go yeah so. i'm surprised yeah <laughs> i you know it's funny that i've had uh one two three people uh that we've done podcasts with say hey can we edit can we take that down i'm like nope not gonna happen um not i'm not willing to do it it's a and maybe i have to sign a contract with everyone beforehand <laughs> but so many people don't think about what they say before they say it yeah. and uh, maybe i don't either and and i don't care i i don't know why why it doesn't bother me at all but you know i'm a church going guy but i also swear you know yeah. go out friday night and have some beers with you and other people and watch fights and i am who i am and yeah. you know, there's stuff that i'm working on that i know i need to work on and there's stuff that i'm never going to work on if I feel like... Well, it's like Mark said. Like, uh, I presume your viewers know who Mark Our is. Our co-host, Mark, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, uh, you're very much yourself. Yeah. And you're very much in tune with yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, you know, like me, like, I'll try not to swear around certain groups or I'll try and do this or I'll try and do that. So I'm not perfect by any means. And I think Mark's right. Like, he, he, he actually called me false one time yeah and it kind of upset me at the time to be honest sorry mark but it did <laughs> and uh you know and i thought about it i thought you know he's kind of right you know like yeah. I, I i still try to fit into certain groups sometimes yeah uh, i go to work and i put on my work face and i deal with work things and then uh with my staff i put on another little face yeah and i think to a certain extent people have to do that but uh, it's kind of difficult to know who you truly, truly are, what you, what makes you happy, what makes you tick, and how to look after that while you're trying to put on, how do I look after my staff doing this? You seem to do it very well. Yeah. And and like I said, the, the, the advice that I get from you to deal with these things is pretty amazing. And I, like I said, I don't care if you get it from a... Um, a Patterson book or uh, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, as long as I receive it, I'm happy. <laughs> so. I, I think that there's, a, and again, this is from um, 
Dr. Jordan uh, B. Peterson is that to, to be as honest as possible. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the the honesty has a swear word in it. Sometimes the honesty needs four or five beers. Sometimes <laughs> the honesty needs something that it isn't what I probably should look like, right? Mm-hmm. That, uh, but don't judge all Christianity on me. I'm trying to figure it out too. Yeah. Um, I'm not a theologian. I've only been going to church for eight years. I or nine years, something like that. I'm just trying to figure out life, just like you're trying to figure yeah. out life, just like my pastor's trying to figure yeah. out life, and we're trying to find that best best path to be on. Where where can I be the best Chad? Where can you be the best Dion? Yeah. And I think you're right. You know, we we like I said, my pastor's talking about this right now. What mask are you wearing today? And how can you take that off and just be you? And like I, I guess I lost the ability to be not embarrassed. I do get embarrassed. I lost the ability to bullshit. Yeah, like it's just it's it's too hard to keep up with. Uh, oh, who should I be today? Yeah. Who should I be with this person? I'm just gonna be me, and I'm gonna work on me when it doesn't work. So if I come in cursing and swearing, I see everyone stops talking to me. Everyone's whispering. All right, well, this probably isn't a very good, uh, good place for me to be in right now. Yeah. I need to figure out whether I want to be here and who I'm gonna be when I'm here. But I just want to be me. That's yeah. that's it, right? The, um. But you have to make good choices while doing that. Because I tell you, Chad, I'd still love to just pack everything up, <laughs> go to Thailand and get my head caved in. I yeah. would love it. Just go fight some big uh, It would not Thai be a dudes. good choice for me. <laughs> no, no. And you know what? It, I guess, you know, back to being able to measure, you can't, you can't manage it if you're not measuring it. What does the end look like? You know, there's a, I think it's called the Freedom Group or something like that. But anyways, they, they, they talk about, setting goals in every aspect of your life. Like, what does the end result look like? So once you know that, who is Dion going to be in 10 years? Well, how do you get to that point? Well, it's like that's hard, thinking about it. I find that hard. Yeah. Um, I've learned, you know, over time here, uh, setting goals and, and, and then achieving, trying to achieve those goals yeah. um, helps me a lot. Yeah. But even still, sitting here right now, 10, 15 years from now, where do I want to be? Honestly, Chad, I haven't got a clue, man. Yeah. <laughs> haven't got a clue. Yeah. You know? But, and, and maybe you don't need to right now. Like, you know, Jordan Peterson talks about instead of solving the world, just clean up your room first. Yeah. Like, just make sure every day you get up, your bed's made and the stuff's put away and your laundry's done and just start with that. And, and maybe that's where you are in your life, right? Yeah. Um, I think I've got my room pretty clean. It's not 100%. Are we, are we actually talking about rooms or are we being metaphorical right uh, now? A little both. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he's he's very much about, seriously, just, just go make your effing bed. Yeah. Like, if you did that every single day, you now have one accomplishment that you didn't have before. I was right? just talking to somebody at uh, White Collar about that the other day. And, and uh, they were saying, oh, I need motivation, need motivation. And, and I'm a big believer in motivation. Uh, however, with that motivation... Uh, motivation you'll 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 have at different times uh, during the day, different times of your life. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to accomplish what you want just right. because you're motivated. Right. I believe you need discipline, and and if you use that motivation yeah. to become disciplined, then I think you're going to start achieving things. That's a very good point. I think uh, discipline and consistency are two things that people don't. Um, focus on enough in their lives. 
Uh, like I said, make your bed every day. No excuses. Just get up and make your damn bed. Uh, th- there's not a whole lot of point to it because I know you're going to mess it up later, but you were able to do one thing consistently that's super easy that you could do every day with no excuses, right? Um, yeah. I listened to a podcast with um, on Joe Rogan with uh, DDP, the, the wrestler that does the whole yoga program, mm. and he's designed his uh, health, fitness, yoga. D- I'm not sure I'm even describing it right, but anyways... He's figured out a type of yoga. It's called DDP Yoga, the Diamond Dallas Page Yoga. I'm not familiar. Yeah, it's it's a it's a strength yoga that he's changed, and it's changed a lot of people's lives from being very very unhealthy or unable to move to you know amazing. You should look it up if you get a chance. Look up DDP Yoga um, motivational videos. It's it'll blow your mind. But anyways, he said that he realized along the way that not everyone can do downward dog or or some of the moves. So he had to change them um, so that people in really poor health or uh, physical capabilities could still do it. He's broken it down so much that no matter how bad your day is, mentally, physically, spiritually, he's got a workout for you. So he says, if you need to stay in bed all day, that's fine. You're going to do your workout anyways. I've got a b- workout you can do from bed. Don't even have to get up. You can just stay there, do this workout, and then when you're feeling better, you can get on and do the next workout or the better workout or the harder nice. workout. And so I think that's what life is all about. Like, don't think about being a better person. Stop doing the shithead stuff that you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> just pick one of them. Just yeah. one. Like, yeah. um Stop swearing at people in traffic. How about that's really easy? No one even knows you're doing it. Yeah. But just stop doing it. Yeah. Um, it's and funny how that, uh, mentioning that, it's funny how that creeps. Like, I try so hard not to um, lose my shit with other people. Yeah. Uh, I, I've struggled with that for a lot of years. And, uh, you know, you go to the mats and you roll and you go to the gym. And, and these are things that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, so with other people, it might be something else. Tinkers might, you know, woodwork, whatever. Yeah. So I'm in the car this week and just all week I've been swearing at people in traffic and stuff like this, but I haven't been working out. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's funny how that just sort of clicks in, like uh, things that you enjoy and just uh, your downtime, like you need that, yeah. I think. And uh, sorry, I got off track there a little bit, but. Yeah, it's just... Uh, well, it's 100% true, right? Uh, we, we were talking about this in our group last night, is like, what measuring stick are you using? So are you looking, are you measuring how you were yesterday compared to how you are today? Or are you measuring going, oh, I'm better than that asshole that's flipping the bird and chucking stuff at people? Well, because that's pretty easy to do. That's yeah. not a hard goal to beat, <laughs> right? If I'm even measuring on who I used to be, so... Um, well, I don't drink as much as 25-year-old Chad, so I'm good. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe that's not the right way to measure that yeah. that uh, I see. Yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. So you got to you got to look at what your measuring stick is and like like I said, who do you want to be in 10 years? You don't know. Well, pick somebody that you do know that you want to be like, right? Yeah. Is it Tony Robbins? Is it Jordan Peterson? Is it whatever? And then how do you get there? Just map that out and then go after that. Yeah. And maybe it'll change. Yeah. You know, right now, we're little tugboats in the ocean going around. We're really easy to spin around, change direction, go anywhere. But as you get smarter, as you get um, more involved, more people, 
bigger family, all that kind of stuff, you start turning into a Titanic, and now you can't make these big, massive turns anymore. That's a good analogy. I like that. It's a business mentality, actually. (laughs) Uh, It's called the law of navigation. And so the more you know, the harder This is what I love about Chad. (laughs) (laughs) The more you know, the harder it is to change direction, right? Like, when you know how much your behavior affects your wife... Like, you know it inside and out. Like, it breaks your heart that you did that thing. It's harder for you to do that thing, right? So you're not going to change off that path. You're not going to go back to being that person that you fully understand that um, yelling or staying out all night or ignoring whatever the, the thing you're doing that truly, truly upsets your significant other you can't go back to that. Mm. Like you just because you understand it wholeheartedly, and once you start understanding stuff, you just can't get back to that same port again. You can't spin that ship around and go, "Oh, you know, it's okay. I can go back to being this guy." Because no, yeah. no, you just can't just do it. It's like you said earlier. Like uh, you just, how easy was it to be that twenty-five-year-old doing that stupid thing, whatever it was? Yeah. And now looking back that same stupid thing it's just never going to happen you're not going to allow yourself and you don't even have to think about it it just never even enters your mind to do something like that again yeah yeah but you have to be conscious about it i uh i I haven't always i'm not always good at this but um yeah you go ahead grab coffee when uh i had a lot of uh drinking issues i quit drinking completely i don't need to know i'm good um and uh that wasn't that hard i found ways to not go out and get drunk really really regularly and then i was like oh i'm missing beer i'm missing rye i would like to have some so i was like well if i'm gonna do this i have to set a rule in place so that i don't go back to being that other person so if i'm gonna have a beer i have to say i'm not gonna have any more than two beers tonight that's my limit and so maybe you leave the house with nothing but your driver's license and eleven dollars so you can't have another beer. Like you have to have a plan in place so that you don't become that that alcoholic again. Or like you know you hit that limit where you're like the shutoff switch is done and they just start pouring them back again. Yeah. And but you have to recognize what the problem is and then figure out what the solution is and then put checks and balances in place so it doesn't happen again. So for me, for a long time, I would literally come up with a number and say, this is what I'm going to have tonight. And I would only take that money to the bar with me. Mm. And now I show up at the bar with my credit card and end up doing shots with you until 4 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and then taking an hour and a half, and a half walk yeah. home, um, which luckily my wife is, is uh, I don't do anything stupid um, other than maybe abuse my liver <laughs> um, two or three times a year. But uh, I, I'm much better at it than I want to be. But is that the person that I'm going to be for the rest of my life? That's not my plan. Yeah. You know, if I saw that I'm going to get loaded every Saturday, I'm like, all right, I got to change. This isn't okay. Moderation. Moderation, right? Go have a beer. Go have uh, I had some shots with. I, I don't do shots because that's my shutoff switch. When I take a shooter, it, my everything in my brain goes, all right, time <laughs> to light her up. <laughs> so I had uh, some fireball with. Jordana last Saturday, and then I'm like, oh, this is so stupid. I wake up Sunday morning feeling. <laughs> Are like you thinking it's stupid as you're you're taking that shot, or is as it I take the, the first shot, I go, this is dumb, <laughs> and then I wake up the next morning going, that was so dumb. That's that's where it's. You at. know, I I get those moments, Chad. Uh, like I've been out with you a couple times, and uh, um, as dumb as it is, I think it's a necessity for for me. Yeah, I enjoy it. 
you know, um, I like letting loose. Uh, you don't have to worry about what you're doing or who you are or whatever. You're just yourself. Think about uh, the amazing people we meet. And when you we meet some amazing people. Yeah. yeah. We uh, we have a lady we're trying to get on the, the podcast that we met, I don't know, maybe a month ago. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to call her out. I'm not going to say her name, but uh, I don't even know if she listens to us or not. But she was one of the coolest people I've ever met. Very down to earth. Uh, yeah. She's, she's fun. had an amazing story that I'm hoping she's willing to share. Um, here in the near future. Uh, I keep sending her a message about once every two or three weeks. Um, Add her to I, your sales list. Yeah, I don't know if I'm turning into a stalker or <laughs> what or how she views me. We, we met her for, what, two hours? Yep. So it's not like she's really, like, um, she knows us that well. So maybe she's creeped out by me sending her messages all the time. But anyways, if you're listening, you know who you are. We'd love to have you on the podcast. It's I, uh, actually, pretty safe I, environment. Did I tell you I saw her on Tinder? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't swipe. Yeah, I. Uh, well, you're not a kid <laughs> that guy, been right? Creepy. She's she's got four kids, and that's not who you yeah, are. Yeah, that's not so my thing. That's that's why you. What is it? Swipe left. Uh, swipe left. Yeah. Yeah. There's an awesome app that I found called uh, Sharper, and we've met one um, uh, one person for sure that was on the podcast, David Harder. He was the uh, psychedelic specialist we had on yeah, here. Yeah. I met him on this app. It's like a professional. Um, networking app kind of thing. So it's sort of like, sort of like podcast for professionals. Oh, really? So you go on there, you put your whole profile. I would say it's not a podcast. That's so stupid. That's like Facebook for professionals. It's kind of cross between Facebook and LinkedIn. Okay. And uh, But it comes up like Tinder. So you get a dozen people and then you go, do I want to meet this person or do I not? So you swipe left or you swipe right and you decide whether you want to meet them. So I saw David, you know, psychedelic specialist and I, I swiped right and <laughs> contacted and he came on the podcast. And I've got about three or four people I'm having conversations right now with because of that app that I'm trying to get and, on and the podcast. Sorry, what's that app called? Uh, it's spelled S-H-A-R-P. Oh, no, that's wrong. Sharp. I got to look it up now. They call it Sharper. <laughs> this is what happens when you get too many hits to heads, right? Oh, I know. S H A P R. Sharper. Sharper. Yeah, I don't know. I should. Uh, I should <laughs> Everyone's laughing at us right I now. Going with a couple of dummies. <laughs> I should. I should put a message out to the creator and see if um, he wants to come on and he can tell me how to pronounce the damn app. But uh, so th- this is it. Uh, I'll describe it to everybody. I, w- I want to know how do you pronounce this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to know how to say this shit. Um, so, anyways, you get this little profile. So at the top of the page, there's a small picture, and it kind of tells you a little bit about the person and where they're from. And so, you know, if they're not in or near my city, I swipe left. And it's it's business orientated. That's what I understand so far from it. There's uh you can pay. I think it's like eleven dollars a month to get the premium one, which seems like a shitload of money for an app. But um, so what? Like, have you used it much yourself? How long you had it? Uh, about three months. So what's the difference between like this and LinkedIn? Um, it's a quick overview of what that person is. And then a quick way to con- have a conversation with them. So this this lady's from Portland, uh, Portland, Boise. So here's a Calgary uh, person. I'm not going to say their name. Uh, a senior tax staff, people advisory service at, at uh, a company. And then her hashtags are opportunities, learning new things, global mobility, uh, new friends, and change. So she's not a match for me. Like I, 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 don't, uh, I don't see how... 
she would bring anything to the podcast. I don't know her, but I'm basing it off of six words. So See, I'm, I'm, don't judge I'm, me about judging people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking uh, like uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. <clears throat> so through my business, recycling, as you know, yeah. um, I hooked up with a CEO of a very high company in the States. And I actually right. talked to him and he gives me information uh, on how to be a better manager, et cetera, et cetera. And, That's and amazing. Oh, it, it blew me away just uh, how useful that, that. So with something like this, I'm presuming this is kind of the same thing. Like you can randomly see people coming up. Like do you put something in there, for instance, myself, would I look up hashtag uh, recycling? And then there'd be a bunch of people. Yeah. Oh, I see. So okay. you you get a dozen hashtags that you can do for your profile. Okay. And then based on I'm guessing yours and then the other people, they have an algorithm that sort of matches you up. And I don't think the algorithm's that good, or maybe you have to do it for a longer period of time. So I'll go days and never, you know, hundred people, and there's nothing in there that I, I that I'm looking for. Um, but then all of a sudden I get two or three, and and uh, I'll send them a message. And I think the app is so new that people aren't necessarily returning their messages or they just they upload it to see what it was and they're not really following it anymore. If people are half as busy as what I think most people are these days, Chad, it's hard to get on social media and spend time unless you really make time for it. Yeah. Like here's a local guy that owns a, a tanning company. Uh, it says he's three kilometers away from me. So he lives in Airdrie. His hashtags are, we don't know if he lives here, he has his business here. His hashtag is retail, wholesale, fashion, hockey, Australia. And he's got a couple. Of, oh, actually, I think I saw him on Facebook. He seems like a really interesting guy. Um, you know, and then there's another one, doctor of Chinese medicine at Flying Turtle. TCM. I hope I don't get in trouble for telling people what to do. It's on social media. Oh, I guess so. So we'll find out. <laughs> if, it's an open uh, book now. If this doctor's really mad at me, he can send me a message. But uh, he would be an interesting guy. So he's a doctor of Chinese medicine at Flying Turtle, TMC. He's in Red Deer. It's like an hour away Adjust from us. Uh, Dr. James. I've already invited him. Uh, get and him his on wife. Here. He, uh, uh, they got a new baby, as you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah. number three. Busy lives. They're both professionals. Yeah. Three kids. So he's he says he's going to do it. It's just it's timing. Again, we're always trying to find content to put out there as much as we can and as interesting as we can. And so I just I I love Dr. James. He is so cool. He is uh, a down to earth guy. Uh, he does awesome work. Um, and he rolls or he used to. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he still does. My wife says there's a bromance going on. Uh, I don't. I get all gooey-eyed when he comes I, around. I, I have a lot of time for him. Yeah, I, do I too. have a lot of time for a lot of staff there. Actually, the, an amazing company, an amazing group of people. Like uh, James is a co-founder of Adjust Your Health here in Calgary. Um, has a business partner uh, that runs the South one, and he runs the North one. But his staff is amazing. Yep. Like every single one of them are high-level professionals yeah. at massage or acupuncture or chiropractic or... Um, try needling. Try needling. <laughs> I they, shouldn't mention names. They do uh, <laughs> laser therapy, heat therapy, like all this stuff. Um, and I might as well tell the story because we're on air, so why not? Um, when I met Dr. James probably 15 years ago now, maybe no, maybe longer, maybe 16 or 17 years ago. I'll have to ask him when he's on. But it's like 16 or 17 years. I was taking 250, 300 Advil a week to get through my day. That's how bad my back was. I had been to chiropractic and massage and physiotherapy. I'd gone to, um, uh, 
Western back specialists and uh, you name it. I've been to everything and nothing was getting the pain to go away mm. at all. Uh, so like I said, I was two to 300 Advil uh, a week to get through my day, which I'm sure beat the shit out of my liver, um, has some effect on Was that me. through fighting or work or just bad shape or what? Uh, a little of everything. Uh, tons of fights, tons of car accidents, never taking care of myself, not eating properly. But I go was going to this chiropractor probably three or four times a week just to get through my days. I was a drywaller at the time, which we know is a sucky job to have. Um, it's physically demanding. But not James, a, a different chiropractor. <laughs> different chiropractor. Okay. And uh, I, I had, I'd go in there, and I, I'm, not a, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot tall, 200 pounds, 187 pounds now. Um, I'm not an easy guy to adjust. I've had got lots of damage done to my body. And this, this, uh, Chinese lady was struggling to adjust me. And she's like, Chad, there, there's nothing more I can do for you. Like, I just don't, I don't have what it takes to get you into a good place. She goes, I really think you need to try this other therapy. There's a guy in Calgary that's doing it. I can't remember. She said he was the first one, but one of the first ones doing this therapy. And I'm like, whatever. I'm in pain. I'm stoned all the time. Uh, I got to go. I got to take care of this. So she gives me his number. I get on the phone with him. So he actually answers the phone. We have like a half hour long discussion. He's like, yeah, come down and see me. We'll see what we can do. And uh, uh, he does active release therapy or ART. I did three sessions and I was off of my pain meds. Uh, I wasn't taking them anymore. Still doing drywall every day. Um, had a few fallbacks over the times, like, but for the most part now, I see James like once, maybe twice a year. Um, I can do yoga. I can go to the gym. I can do physical stuff. I can run. I can do jiu-jitsu. I can fight. Yeah. I could barely get through my day at work without being stoned and then go home and drinking myself to sleep and then get up and do the same thing again. That's where I was. And within a few months, my life changed completely. Yeah. So uh, I don't know that all active uh, release therapists are the same, um, but Dr. James McIntyre, hands gifted by God. I, I don't yeah. know how I, to I got to agree. I, like, I'm so pleased that you gave me his number. Yeah. Uh, I went in there after that last fight last March, yeah. and I was bust up pretty bad after that. Yeah. And him and one of his other doctors uh, worked on me, and yeah. it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. They've got massage therapists in there that are brighter than most doctors that I know. Like that, that's that the type of professionals they have in there, which I'm inviting, and I'm going to call him out too, Brian Purdy. That's uh, who I'm seeing right now. Is, uh, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got the same goofy accent you do. So <laughs> he's <laughs> Irish. He's uh, Irish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, close enough. We get, he'll yeah. be working on my arm and bending me all over, and it hurts. Like oh. it's a son of a gun. Oh, yeah. And that should be the caveat on this. Uh, ART is not fun to have done. No. It's not a fluffy food. It hurts food. more than the needles i hate the needles yeah i don't like needles but actually it's painful needles aren't painful no uh, no it's more psychological for me but that art hurts it's <laughs> uncomfortable yeah. but the end result is amazing yeah. so a little <laughs> bit of sacrifice for a lot of reward and i gotta uh you know um i have to apologize because i missed three appointments in one month oh that's right just Only. because of work i actually went in last week and dropped off chocolates uh, <laughs> i did i brought in uh, some uh tassimo coffee yeah things yeah. and a box pods. of chocolates and the front re- i i don't like using names uh is it all right yeah it's yeah we'll leave it out the receptionist was, is receptionist there you go was, uh, was there and uh she just started laughing yeah because <laughs> i i i dropped uh, the massage therapist i don't want to use her name 
name either. Yeah. I, I dropped her twice, uh, canceled last minute with her. Yeah. Uh, they actually phoned, uh, and and the second time they phoned, I saw the number come up on my phone chat. Felt and, guilty. And I swore. Yeah. I was in front of my staff, <laughs> and I'm like, son of a, you know. Yeah. And um, I picked up, and, and she's like, uh, you're not going to make it, are you? And I'm like, yeah. there's no way. Yeah. It happens. They understand. They're they're pretty awesome people. They waived it a lot of times. Like they didn't even charge uh, twice. I I I did it three times to them, and twice they waived the charges because yeah. they know. Like they get to know. It. They're really good. They they, they get to know you and they work with you. You know. Yeah. And well, I suppose I'm there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like I take a beating. Well, you know what? I'm at the point now where I I only go in a couple times a year just to tune up, stay in. Uh, uh, you know, tip top shape, and uh, to get a chance to talk to James, he's a busy guy, yeah. and, and I he's always fun to talk to. The James. forty forty five minutes you get in his room, that's where we were going with this. So yeah. get James on here. You got it. I'm going to talk to him next time I'm in. I'll, I'll yeah. drop a little bird in his ear. Go bug him. Tell him I'll drive out to his house. Tell him, yeah. and I'll send him another message too because uh, I know in the the media lately, and uh, even on a bunch of podcasters, uh, chiropractors were kind of getting shit on. They were mm. uh, people were bashing them like the the. The, the very beginning of chiropractic, the guy that kind of developed it was like, uh, I want to say he was uh, like a murderer cult type guy, or I can't remember the whole story right now. But the, the <laughs> basis of chiropractic is not, not if you knew it, you probably wouldn't go but to the a science is there. Like, uh, I remember, we were talking about intention. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like that. Like, he might have been a psychopath or whatever. Yeah. But the science is behind it, right? <laughs> well, and I think that's the big argument. I don't think oh. people believe the science behind chiropractic, and because there's some pretty foo foo chiropractors out there, and they're all mystic. And well, if we uh, do this, uh, we'll I've never been your, before. Yeah, uh, until you told me about James. Oh, I've met some kooky ones. I'll uh, tell you for sure. Oh. But <laughs> you got one? <laughs> that's uh, um, I knew one, um, and uh, she did amazing work. Fantastic work. Uh, but uh, honestly, <laughs> she was a little out there. Yeah, uh, you know. Um, but if you can get around that, yeah, amazing work. So the the only two people, well, the only two establishments I've I've used was that one lady. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> I just you go. Got it. And uh, Doctor James's uh, staff. Yeah. And I've uh, like I said, uh, I don't like the the needles at all. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it works. Yeah. Like, it really does. There's no... Well, I think they're the bad rap that they get are from the people who are like, well, if you got the flu, you just need an adjustment. We'll cure the flu. Or if you got... And, and, and maybe I misunderstand it. I've never gone to Dr. James with the flu and tried to get him <laughs> to fix me. I think he'd me. laugh at you. I think he'd probably armbar me or choke me out. <laughs> but he... Uh, um, the stuff that he does know works, that's the stuff he does. I've gone in there before. I'll tell this story quickly, and then I think we've got to wrap her up. We're coming to the end. Um I went in there, I'd been seeing James for a couple of years, and I went in, and my lower back was literally vibrating, like it was going into spasm, like that's how it felt, like it was a, a massive um, spasm in my lower back, I'm like, this is going to go really sideways, it's scaring the hell out of me, this is the way I used to feel, I don't want to feel this way anymore, so I go in to see him, and he does his little assessment thing, and he's like, there's nothing wrong with your back, and I'm like, James there's something wrong with my back. Like, there's no doubt that this is out. And he's like, Chad, I'm telling you, I'm not adjusting you. There's nothing wrong with your back. And so we talk for a little while longer, and um, he brings in this other lady. I can't remember the name of what she did. I think it was called Body Talk. And it's really about 
it's a Eastern um, type medicine, understanding your chakras and your energy flow and stuff like that. And I'm maybe ignorant to the fact that I don't understand that well, but if Dr. James says it, eh, I'm going to listen. So uh, brings her in and she's like, you know, she does her whole check my chakras, feel my aura, whatever she was doing as I'm rolling my eyes. And uh, she's like, oh, you're stressed out. I'm like, lady, I don't get stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> and James is like, uh, aren't you getting married in a couple of weeks? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Says, oh, you have a baby on the way? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Did you buy a new house? Like, yeah, I just bought a new house. Did you start a new business? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, maybe you're a little stressed out. <laughs> you're just, you're piecing this all together, right? Um, you're like, oh, maybe. Like, yeah. I'm whatever, 30 years old. This is all new to me. And, you know, it, I, I helped. I did a majority of the planning for my wedding. And, you know, we bought a house that I thought was too expensive. And so there was probably a lot of stress there. I, I can relate, Chad. Like, uh, that lady I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I was on I was depressed. I was very very extremely depressed yeah. for months. And uh, she, I met her, and and she says, "Oh, come on up, and I'll give you a massage, and 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 I I can I can work on this." And she yeah. says, "I can fix this. Yeah. Like it's it's not an issue." I got to know her a little bit, and we're friends and whatnot. And and, and I thought this lady's cuckoo. Honestly, that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought this lady's off her rocker. Yeah. But you know what? She's gonna give me a free massage. <laughs> she was kind of cute. Yeah. So anyway, so I went up there, and I tell you, Chad, uh, I don't know what it is. Like I'm not a strong believer in this whole um, uh, crystal thing. Yeah. Like how does a rock solve right. any issue in anyone's <laughs> life? It's a friggin' rock. Right. <laughs> I tell you what, Chad. Uh, sh- between the massage and whatever she did with the hot stones and the crystals, I don't know what it was. For all I know, it could have been the fact I had some form of human contact. Right. Which we all know is important. It's super important. I don't know what it was, and I don't care. All I know is I went up there, this lady (laughs) waved her magic wand, (laughs) and I felt amazing. Yeah. And no, there was no happy endings. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what this lady in the office says. She goes, you're stressed out, and we've worked out that I'm actually stressed out. And um, her solution was to give it to a tree. I remember you and talking I'm about like, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell are you talking about? She goes, "Go take your shirt off, take your shoes and socks off, dig your feet into the Get grass, grounded, yeah. uh, grounded, lean up against a tree, concentrate on your breathing, and give away all your negative energy." I got a buddy back home. We used to do tai chi. I know you want to wrap this up yeah. here. Um, uh, we used to do tai chi on the golf course at like three o'clock in the morning. We were like fifteen years old. Uh, to this day, this guy still literally hugs trees yeah he will go for walks and hug a tree yeah. and he he's not crazy i swear <laughs> to god he's not uh but and he's actually an amazing guy uh but uh to this day he still does this and he swears by it he yeah. loves it he, it de-stresses him uh he just feels better yeah overall he just feels amazing i uh the mountains the trees the water the rocks they all make a difference I why my family yeah, that's <laughs> why my family camps, like to just to go and sit by a lake or a river, dig your feet into the dirt or the mud and just um, just let everything go. Yeah. Uh, it goes. It gets taken yeah. away. I went out and I did what she said, and it felt like uh, a jug of negative was being poured out of my body. Like I could literally feel the tree, tree absorb all the negative energy, the vibrating in my back, the tightness in the shoulders and the neck, 
it all went away. And I didn't even believe at the time that, yeah. that it had the power. But I listened to her. I just followed what I said and the, took it away. And I know this sounds... I know, right? It sounds crazy as all get out. Like, I get it. But uh, uh, I don't know if there's science to back it up. If there is someone out there that knows the science behind this, then please bring it to me. I have some theories on we why it works. We want to know. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. Um, but yeah, it works. I remember listening to a podcast on uh, Radio Lab, and they were talking about uh, this lady had uh, her dog fell down into a, uh, an old spot where they dug for um, a porta potty outside. And so they had to dig the dog out, and so they took away a bunch of the ground. But as they were digging, when she realized that there was like these little hairs on the roots of the trees, and she started studying what they were. She was, a, I think, a biologist for a forestry company in, in BC somewhere, if I remember right. Um, and they realized it was a communication system between all the trees, and she started testing how this worked. I'm probably getting this so horribly wrong, but whatever the basis was that the entire planet is communicating and helping each other where she would poison uh, one tree with isotopes and uh, um, it would affect trees that you wouldn't think it would be related. So she would cover that tree, but because under the earth, they're all a hundred percent. It's like a fungus. It's like that. Right. You dig up uh, your garden or whatever. It's that white kind of hair. Yeah. Yeah. On there. And it's a type of fungus that communicates. It's a, it's a, yeah, form of communication. And so she was seeing that certain trees would feed other trees or be fed by other breeds of trees and, and, and all that. And like, well, if the earth is that well connected and we're on the earth, why aren't we that connected to it? There's reason. There, There's an old story. I think that book that you're talking about that Mark gave you, The Way of Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was in that book where they talked about um, the the author had a friend that was a First Nations and he would show up for school all the time with no shoes. And uh, so his family felt bad and they bought this First Nations kid shoes. And so he puts them on, he's all excited, he goes back home and his mom sees him in the shoes and she goes, take those off, they'll make you sick. Meaning that he's taking away his connection with the earth. And I'm like, oh, that's... You know, deep. Is she a crazy old, uh, you know, uh, tribes person, or did she know something that we don't know? Um, yeah. Lots of biologists, psychologists would say the people that wrote the Bible that they they had a knowledge that we don't have. They they, um, um, you know, those old tribes people, you know, from a thousand years ago living in the bush somewhere. They had knowledge that we didn't know. We take all kinds of science to try to figure it out now, but they just knew it. Yeah. I uh, Before I thought about any of this stuff, rocks, trees, whatever, um, I just did things that felt good to me. Yeah. Some of them were good. Some of them were not, <laughs> maybe not so good, usually with the alcohol and whatnot. But anyway, um, and I'm walking around the back of Airdrie, around the ponds, on the grass, not the pavement, because it felt good. It just yeah. felt good. Yeah. I take my sandals off in the summer and walk around yeah and it wasn't until that <laughs> that lady that i was telling you about and she's like yeah it grounds you yeah and i'm like what like what are you talking about it just feels good and she started explaining all this stuff to yeah. me yeah and like i know it sounds <laughs> spaceship crazy but um it works yeah i know it works i know it feels good when I walk on grass, it feels good, as long right. as your dog isn't around. <laughs> <laughs> I pick up after my dog. It's all good. 
Well, everybody, uh, this has uh, been nearly two hours, so we're going to wrap it up. Dion, thanks so much for coming and bailing me out. I had a few people who were supposed to be on this week and didn't show, and so we want to get the content out um, as regular as possible. So I, I appreciate always, the chance to talk to you all the time, Chad. I always enjoy our conversation. So this is Chad with I Want to Know signing out. We'll see you all next week.